Alrighty, alrighty, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Anybody Listening. Anybody still listening? Who knows? Who cares? I don't know. But so, yeah, so I got some good news and then I have some no news, if that makes any sense. So some good news. I finally got stimulated. Finally got my stimulus check. It's about goddamn time. Um, It's an actual paper check, so I got to go cash it tomorrow. Um, Leslie went, Leslie had the brilliant idea of going and checking the old mailbox just to see, because on the IRS website, it just said that it was scheduled to be mailed out on April 7th. After multiple failed attempts to deposit it into my old closed bank account, um, it finally said it was going to mail it out to me. And the IRS website just kept saying that it was scheduled to be mailed. So Leslie was like, no, let me go check. So she went to our old apartment she asked if we could check the mail. Um, sure enough, they let her. And yeah, so she opened it. And lo and behold, the check from the IRS was there. So I'm finally stimulated. I'm finally able to go and uh, pay whatnot and pay whatnot and you know buy whatever and whatnot with my stimulus. So while everyone's already ran through all of theirs, I finally get mine. I'm late to the party. Watching everyone get their stimulus and have fun and everything like that was like that squid that SpongeBob meme where Squidward is in his house watching uh, Patrick and SpongeBob um, have all the fun. So that definitely sucked. And I would like I wanted to get my stimulus just in time for uh, um, you know for Leslie's birthday, but lo and behold, I did not. So so yeah, so now I finally got stimulated <clears throat> just in time for a new Magic the Gathering set that comes out on Friday. Um, I'm actually still kind of debating. I just bought myself uh, a little deck right now tonight. Uh, tonight uh, is um, was Leslie's Maid of Honor's uh, birthday. So we had a nice little dinner, uh, just the four of us. Uh, we went out to eat at 54th Street. Um, had a nice little dinner, but of course we were in Alamo, Al- the Alamo Ranch area. So um, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's go to Dragon's, uh, Dragon's Lair right across the highway. So stopped in there real quick, bought a new little single colored red deck. And um, looks pretty cool. Might have to tweak it a little bit. Has a lot of repeating cards. I'm not a big. I'm not a big person that likes to have a lot of uh, repeating cards in my decks. But yeah, we'll see. But anyway, so enough talk about that. I'm just digressing a little bit that I got stimulated. But who knows what I'll use the money on? Probably just for bills and whatnot. Leslie says use the stimulus on her. But uh, your birthday's past, babe. Your birthday's in the past. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> So, moving on to some no news, um, still no word yet um, from the job interview that I had last Thursday. Um, I'm re- tonight is Wednesday. Um, I'm recording 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Um, so, tomorrow will be one week since I did my interview. Um, still haven't heard anything yet. Now, granted, I mean, you know, I know it hasn't been exactly one week, uh, but they, I mean, they did tell me that I should hear something by Friday night or Monday morning. Lo and behold, we're almost, you know, pretty much by the time you guys are listening to this, it's, it'll be a week late, a week late. It'll be a week later. Um, I did email the HR representative uh, that was in contact with me that scheduled the job interview. Just, you know, didn't want to try to sound too desperate or anything like that. But just, you know, I reached out, hey, just want to follow up. Uh, you know, the gentleman let me know that, I, you know, I would hear something on Monday. Just want to follow up to see if there's any feedback. Get back to me, you know, whenever you can. Thank you again. You know, still thank you again for the opportunity and your time. You know, have a great day. Just something kind of basic. Just kind of see like, hey, did I hear anything? Um, And haven't heard anything um, all week. 
or even today, didn't hear anything back from the email. So um, we'll see. I'm going to remain optimistic. Uh, hopefully, maybe they're you know just trying to process some stuff. Maybe their systems are delayed. Who knows, right? Who really knows? So hopefully, we hear something back soon. Like I said, as soon as I hear something, I'll you know I'll let you guys know on the show whether it's good news, bad news. Um, you know, this is a safe place. You know, I could talk to, I could talk to everybody here. So, so yeah, man. Um, again, no word yet, but uh, luckily I have one of my homeboys. He was telling me about an opening, uh, within his company at a specific location. Um, something definitely new that I haven't tried out. Again, don't want to go into a lot of details just to be on the safe side. Don't like to jinx stuff, right? So, um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, threw my hat in the ring. We'll see if I get contacted uh, here within the next week or so. Um, and kind of see how everything's going. As far as news on my current job, um, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, I'm still dying from the oak. Nothing's changed there. Um, still horrible. I took some medicine before we went out tonight, so I haven't been uh, too congested or too runny nose, but every now and then I get my little fits of allergies. So, so yeah, so... As far as my current job uh, today, coincidentally, um, I, I went through my actual orientation, even though I've been there for two months now. Um, the store manager does their own orientation with all the newbies, um, but I mean, he's the overall store manager, so he doesn't have time to, you know, do everything all by himself. So, um, yeah, finally did orientation, which is pretty funny when I mean, you think about it, you know, two months in, so... Did that today. Um, apparently, I was supposed to be rocking a yellow a li- yellow lanyard at work to indicate that I'm a newbie. Um, but lo and behold, uh, I just had that lanyard in my car. Um, I wasn't wearing it. I was just wearing my name tag. Um, I'm not a big lanyard wearer. Wearer? Wearer. Um, I, I just, you know, I have my name tag and that's it. You know, I don't, I don't like to wear a lot of stuff around my neck. Um, especially with my job where I'm getting in and out of cars all day and this, this and that, like it just gets in the way and moves. And uh, I tried it for like half a day and I was like, yeah, I can't do this shit. So I just took it off and left it in my car. But so, yeah, so apparently the yellow lanyard was supposed to indicate that I'm a newbie and it was supposed to show other associates to, to come up to me and make me feel welcome and, you know, welcome me to the job and this, this and that. So because today I did my orientation, I'm now officially a tenured um, a tenured associate and I graduated to a blue lanyard. So, Ooh, fancy. I got another lanyard and yeah, so now I'm supposed to be rocking this blue lanyard to indicate that I'm a tenured associate and that I'm supposed to go up to associates wearing a yellow lanyard and make them feel part of the family. So we'll see, but I work outside all day and I kind of, and I'm very minimalistic, uh, around people. Um, I'm, I'm not really around people a whole lot. So <laughs> So yeah, so that's pretty fun. Um, I think that's pretty cool. And the the store manager at my job is a huge metalhead. And after the meeting, after the orientation, I actually stayed by um, a couple minutes and uh, we were talking about the metal concerts that we went to, the different bands that we've seen, the bands that we missed, um, you know, talking about COVID and whatnot. And he's a super cool dude. Um, The store manager, uh, I mean, really, really cares. Um, I mean, he knew my name. He knew that I apparently apparently he knew that I've been dying from the oak allergies, um, which I think is really dope. Um, he was asking me how I felt, if I'm taking medicine, um, and he and he brought up the fact that I was the store champion. Uh, he brought up that I was the employee of the quarter and that orientation and gave me a big shout out and whatnot. So I think that's really cool that he knows my name, and I've only had like 
two, three interactions with him prior to today. So I think that's really cool, the fact that you know he really takes time to get to know his associates and whatnot. So, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, that's kind of going on there uh, with my current job. So, yeah, our cat, our cat's ready for bed. Um, our cat started crying and went to the bathroom. Uh, we usually give him a little wet treat, a little wet food snack um, to kind of indicate that it's bedtime. And I went, to the, I went to the bathroom and washed my hands, and he ran in there, started crying and, you know, pretty much begging for his wet food. I mean, granted, yeah, 10 o'clock is his bedtime, but... Um, you know, I'm recording, so I was going to let him stay up and run around for a little bit, you know, but yeah, he's, he's, he's ready for bed. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hang out anymore. So whatever. And you know, he'll, he'll be in the bathroom and he'll stay quiet and whatnot. But, uh, anyway, I digress. So moving on to some news about the show. Um, so yeah, so like I said, I'm still going to try to, you know, put out as much content as I can, um, you know, without, uh, you know, using my allergies as an excuse, um, I said, I, I think I said on Sunday when I, when I put out the last episode, um, I think I said I was going to record like Wednesday, Thursday or so. So lo and behold, here it is Wednesday night I'm recording. So you guys will probably hear all, most of y'all will hear this the Thursday, uh, tomorrow in the morning or whatever. So, but anyway, um, Hey, just saying I'm holding up my end of the deal. I'm starting to post a lot more on the Facebook page, share stuff. Um, I started listening to a new band called Inoculation. They had an album come out in 2019, I want to say, um, but I listened to their full new album, Celestial uh, Putridity, and it not going to lie, it was pretty good. It was pretty catchy, a very short album. Um, it's more of a, it's a death metal, but more going into that hardcore, grindcore type thing. Um, if you guys are familiar with the band uh, Rings of Saturn, it's more along that lines. Um, but it's a really heavy band. Um, I, I definitely want to replay that album. It was super good. Um, it, from beginning to end, I was bobbing my head. I was headbanging. It has a lot of good riffs, some good solos in there. So again, that band is called Inoculation. They're brand spanking new. Um, in, in fact, their first album, I don't even think it was an album. I think it was an EP, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but either way, they only have the two... The two pieces of a work on their Spotify, um, and again, Spotify is the method that I use. So I don't know if Apple Music even has anything um, or anything like that. So inoculation, check them out. They're pretty heavy, um, and I definitely want to do that from time to time. Kind of throw uh, new bands in there. But like I said, I've been being, I've been, you know, posting a lot more on the uh, on the Facebook page. Nobody's interacting. I said, hey, guys, if no one's going to interact, I'm not going to start, you know, I'm not going to keep, you know, posting stuff, um, you know, so I put perfect example. I posted a status. Let me know, you know, like comment below, you know, what platform you guys use to listen to the show on, you know, because I see the analytics. I see a majority of uh, where people stream or Spotify. Um, Apple podcast is now shown up on the radar. It says one percent. Listen to Apple podcast. Some people listen to it on Anchor, and then, um, you know, then it shows, like, others. So let me know where you guys – I want to know what other is, you know. Let me know what uh, you know where you guys listen to the show on. I mean, I know the majority says Spotify, but I just – out of curiosity, I want to see, uh, you know, what you guys listen to it on. So telling you, 
guys got to start engaging with the you know engaging with the page man because if i see nobody engaging i want to assume nobody really cares anymore so and you know i don't want to waste my time so uh don't mean to sound all preachy or holier than thou or whatever but come on guys help me out help me out because when people when because if people come across my page just organically and they see that I'm posting stuff and nobody's interacting with it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, the, this show probably sucks or nobody listens to the show. You know, he doesn't even have people commenting or engaging with the stuff. So, you know, kind of do it. Help a brother out. Help a brother out. But anyway, uh, going back to the show, what I want to talk about, um, I decided to run an ad. Um, I, uh, Facebook ads is something I'm pretty familiar with. Um, I work with a company that, uh, did Facebook ads, customer service for Facebook advertising, um, uh, here in San Antonio. So I, I was like, Hey, you know what? It's been a long time since I've looked at any, let me see if anything's changed. So, um, I'm pretty familiar with the, the, the basic concepts. Um, you know, so I, I was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to run an ad. I, I chose to run an ad with the campaign of getting engagement. Um, you know, taking, you know, getting a link clicks, with people clicking on a link to go over to our, uh, I put the the link for the anchor page, um, you know, just because, you know, I do make this on anchor. So, you know, um, I, I put it, you know, to get, you know, run an advertisement to get people to go to the link, you know, to go check out my show on anchor. So the cool thing when you, when you run an ad on Facebook is that, you know, you can, you can choose a target audience, right? You know, and you want to choose something that, you know, is going to, you know, with interests and likes and stuff that it's going to make, you know, people that are going to be more inclined to be engaged with your show or check it out. Right. So I, you know, I run an ad and I, I do the cheap stuff, right. I don't, I don't want to throw in like, you know, $30 to try to get, you know, whatever. Cause it gives you estimates on like, you know, if you, if you do this much, if you pay this much, you'll get an estimate of blank to blank, you know, clicks a day, right? Again, clicks because that's the one that, you know, the campaign that I chose. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to run an ad for five days, a dollar a day. So $5 total for the whole time period. Um, and it says I could get anywhere between like 120 to 500, you know, um, engagements or like, you know, reach people to see my ad. And, you know, and of course, you know, if, if 100 people could see my, you know, see my ad, but you know who who's really going to look into it but the main thing is when i when i was clicking my target audience i forgot to target people who are interested in podcasts i chose targets for everything else that i'm into or everything else that i talk about right wrestling music movies x y and z but i didn't target people that like podcasts so i'm like what the fuck I can't believe I overlooked that. I completely uh, missed, you know, for, for failed to choose that engagement category. And lo and behold, I'm like, well, shit, no wonder my ad's not really doing that good. Um, not a lot of people have seen it, and not and all. at the time of recording this, sixty eight p. It's my ad has reached sixty eight people. So that means sixty eight people had my feed, had my ad on their feed in some way, shape, or form. And when you run it out on Facebook, it runs it on your Facebook, your, you know, your main feed and runs it in Messenger and it runs it on Instagram. So those are the three main places that uh, your ad gets run, um, you know, across the, the Facebook platforms. So across those three categories, 60, 68 people have seen my ad and only one person has clicked on my link. So that's on me. I, I messed up on the targeting of the ad. I should have targeted, you know, people into podcasts, podcasting, 
comedy, things like that. So, um, so after I run this ad campaign, I'm probably going to run another ad to try to, you know, target people that are more inclined to check out a podcast. So that kind of stunk. So, (laughs) but yeah, so I'm running ads and I definitely do want to run ads, you know, um, for the show because, uh, you know, everybody's different, right? And so I know I ask you guys to share it. I do see most of you guys sharing it, which I absolutely love. Every time I get that notification, so-and-so shared your show or so-and-so shared your link, your page, it warms my heart. It makes me all warm and fuzzy on the inside. So um, I definitely, guys, keep up that great work. Um, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? So, but I mean, hey, you know, if you want to throw in a little like, hey, dude, this guy is fucking funny or hey, this is a, a hilarious show. This guy has some good views, um, you know, or some good takes. I mean, you guys can sprinkle that kind of stuff in there, but no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm, I'm very, very humbled and very honored that, uh, you know, people even share the show. So, uh, but even at that, right, you know, let's say, you know, let's say Eric shares the show. He has, uh, you know, 100, 150 people on his Facebook. But out of those 150 people, uh, you know, I'm one of them, you know. So I'm obviously not going to go listen to my own show because I talk it. I live it. But let's say the rest of the, you know, the other 149 people, what if none of them just coincidentally are into podcasts? They don't like podcasts, you know. So he shares it, but it just misses the mark. 150, you know, 149 people see the show, but don't care about it, you know, so that's why it's like, I I love the shares, I love the organic reach, Um, but you know, I want to run some ads, that way it can kind of shows it to other people too, you know, that I'm not friends with on Facebook, you know, somebody out there that's looking for a new podcast, boom, my podcast shows up, anybody listening, it could be like, hey, what's, what's this guy talking about, what is he you know, why is nobody listening to a show? Boom, he's hooked, right? Hopefully, hopefully he gets hooked. So yeah, so I started running ads. I'm definitely going to do that. Um, if by chance you see an advertisement of my show somewhere on your feed, let me know. Take a screenshot of it, tag me in it, because I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, of course, I'm not going to see an ad for my own show. And actually, when I when I think about it, probably if you already like it, probably you won't get an advertisement for it. Now when I say it out loud well, you probably won't get an advertisement for it. But anyway, anyway, uh, you know, I digress as always. So yeah, so I started doing that. just thought that was a little funny tidbit that I forgot to even, I forgot to target my ad to people who like podcast. Um, so anyway, so moving on to some movies, um, some movie news, some movie, uh, you know, upcoming things here and there. Um, the Fast and Furious 9 trailer came out. I refuse to watch the trailer. Um, those movies piss me off beyond all belief. They are just so stupid and cringy. But people are dumb enough to go fucking pay for those movies and go see it in theaters, buy them on demand and voodoo and things like that, that they're just going to keep fucking making them. They're so over the top. They're so stupid. You don't mess with family. It's like, shut the fuck up, Vin Diesel. Jesus Christ. You're like in your 50s. In your 50s, still wearing tank tops and a fucking cross necklace. Get out of here, dude. You look so fucking old. I I, I just can't stand franchises that overstay their welcome. And there's franchises that I like that I'm like, hey, man, you guys just need to call it quits. Like, this is enough. You know what I mean? And, And Helen Mirren is in this new movie. 
Jesus Christ, I don't get it, man. I, I, and then there's talks that there's going to be, you know, that whoever the writers are of this movie, you know, there's been talks of that they're going to do a Jurassic World crossover, um, talks of bringing the series into space. That's so ridiculous. And people are going to keep paying money to go see it. I don't get the appeal of it. Yeah, it's fancy cars, but the, the, the scripts are horrible. They make no sense. John Cena is going to be in this new one or whatever. And he's like, uh, you know, he's Vin Diesel's brother or something, which I don't get the correlation. They look nothing alike. And, and I know you have to give the suspension of disbelief when watching movies, but I can't. The suspension of disbelief is not there, man. I just do not buy it. I do not buy it whatsoever. Those, oh God, I hate it. And apparently, and again, I, I, I've never seen these movies I've seen bits and pieces on TV, but I've never seen them from beginning to end. I've seen clips of them on Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, it was made. It was all made a big deal when Paul Walker fucking died. Um, you know, and his whole CGI BS face at the end. It's been a long day, my friend. Fuck Paul. Fuck Paul Walker, dude. Fuck Paul Walker. No one gives a shit about Paul Walker. He was fucking speeding and he killed himself. Fuck him. You know, no, no tears here, no pity here, no empathy here. Fuck them. <laughs> um, but I, I, those movies just look so dumb. I, and just even, even, you know, and, and not to use my, again, on my pedestal of, you know, that I studied film and acting and this, this and that, and, you know, dissecting scripts and what, you know, what's considered good acting and good writing and blah, blah, blah. Just Watching those trailers and taking them for face value is just complete and utter stupidity. The Hobbs and Shaw trailer, it's cheesy one-liner jokes, punches, and fast cars. It's like, god damn, that's like a typical bro movie, and it's so cliche. It's all the cliches thrown into one. And I just, I yeah, I can't, and I said a million times already, I can't fathom how people are so into them. Oh, it drives me bonkers. It, it, it just needs to stop completely. And oh, God bless America. But it's not. It's not. People are going to shell out money 24-7. And hey, kudos to them. Kudos to Universal or whatever production company puts out these movies and the actors and the writers. Because it's keeping them in business. You know what I mean? These guys are all coked out. And coming up with these like, oh, yeah, we're going to show Dwayne The Rock Johnson holding on to a helicopter off a mountain. It's like, get out of here. Get out of here. They're turning these guys into superheroes, man. It's ridiculous. But anyway, anyway. So that's a movie that's coming out. I know the trailer dropped earlier today and everyone fucking creamed themselves about cars and Vin Diesel. And I'm like, God, you fucking bums. Bunch of losers. Um, moving out to a movie... That is uh, definitely going to be way better than Fast 9, both subjectively and ob- and objectively. Um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, we're getting closer and closer next week. Um, Mortal Kombat comes out. I cannot wait for it. And that one, I'm not looking for a good storyline. I think the storyline for Mortal Kombat explains itself. Um, it's very, very, uh, you know, a group of fighters have to, you know, fight other people from different realms to save the world but it's all about blood and guts blood and gore and just pure fucking violence you know there's nothing there's nothing more to it everyone watches and plays those video games for the violence for the fights no one cares about the stories 
I've played every single Mortal Kombat game, you know, starting from Trilogy because that was the one I remembered, you know, coming out, you know, playing from Trilogy and up. Yeah, I play the storyline. I don't pay attention to it. I just do the fight so I can unlock the different skins, get the achievements for beating the game. But I just want to fucking fight. That's all anybody wants to do in those, you know, games. So Mortal Kombat, I'm not expecting to be a fucking masterpiece of cinema. Um, again, I'm taking that one for face value, blood and guts, and that's it. Um, and speaking of blood and guts, you know, they, they've been talking this movie up for years and years and years that it's going to be a super bloody movie. They're keeping it true to the video game with the fatalities and, you know, over the top violence and just ridiculous, you know, moments, everyone yeah 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 that's you know what uh, you know because everyone still has that mortal Kombat, the 90s movie in their head right that like oh i mean it was it was a it was an okay movie for its time it's definitely very cheesy when you watch it um you know but that's all we got at the time so we you know we loved it you know and i i love the original mortal Kombat movie so lo and behold this past sunday a scene from mortal Kombat uh was leaked and it was a fatality scene it, uh, spoiler alert if you if you haven't seen it uh, i'm one that tries to avoid spoilers especially for something that i want to watch um but it was the first thing on my feed and i was like what's this i thought it was like a new little trip a clip from a trailer um but no it was a whole fatality scene kung lao if you guys don't know he is a character and uh he's famous for uh his hat that you know has a blade on it and, you know, a lot of his moves and his fatalities come from using his hat to kill, oh, excuse me, to kill his opponents. So the clip that came out was that he threw his hat in the ground and it's spinning, you know, like a razor blade. And he throws his opponent into it and it cuts them in half. And it's just, and it, it's showing the guts and the entrails, you know, and their, and their spine getting cut in half. And the blood is just gushing and he's watching and it's spraying him in the face and it's just super over the top. And I'm like, fuck, yes. I, I, I Hopefully that's the only thing that gets leaked. Um, or uh, hopefully the only leak that I see on accident. Because I cannot wait. It, it, this proves that, yeah, this movie is going to be fucking gross, brutal, and bloody. And I'm super excited for it. I cannot wait. I love blood and guts, man. I, I love blood and gore. Um, it, it, if it's realistic, if it's over the top, if it's cheesy, I'm, I'm super into that stuff. And, and I think part of that is because I'm a metalhead, but I've just been so desensitized to it. You know, growing up, I, you know, I grew up watching all the big famous action movies, right? Missing in action, commando, predator, alien, um, you know, Rambo watching all these over the top action movies um and whatnot and just you know it had lots of blood and you know blood and guts violence this this and that and as a kid i just i just watched it none of it phased me um you know um and, and i just i fell in love with it the bloodier movie is the better you know horror movies you know i love bloody graphic horror movies you know and and even growing up and getting older um you know bloodshows.com you know i don't even know if that website's still around anymore but uh, bloodshows.com 4chan uh you know on the b thread the random thread you know watching you know executions and watching fucking beheadings and the pain olympic videos 
uh, you know, the just watching that kind of shit, you know, cartel executions, um, ISIS videos, uh, you know, those, those videos and stuff don't fucking phase me. I, I still remember the first cartel beheading video that I ever saw um, on bloodshows.com. They had a group of women lined up on their knees. The guy was talking to the camera and this, this, and that. He made all the girls say their name and talk about like what family or like what rival gang or whatever they're from. And after he did his little spiel, they, you know, they got, uh, everyone got behind a girl and they started using machetes and cut their heads off and they're screaming, ah, you know, and crying and they're fucking, you know, they're, they're cutting through their, you know, their throats and all the way. And then, you know, and then, you know, there was one girl at the end, you know, for some reason, I guess she, you know, she was a little bit more resistant to the machete or her bone, you know, they didn't get the machete through the bone right. And they fucking kick her down and they just, what the what the what the and there's chopper fucking head off and they placed the heads you know on the shoulders and you know some of them got blood you know just fucking spraying and pouring out and and gushing and some of them you know had very minimal blood come out but yeah you know i watched that when i was like 12 or 13 years old and i was like holy shit didn't phase me you know i've seen i've seen all types of graphic shit so um now those, I'm not saying I love watching those, you know, I, I love watching stuff like Mortal Kombat, the, the fatalities and the videos, you know, the movies with the, with the blood and guts and, you know, and action movies and stuff. But I've just, I've never been, you know, grossed out by a blood and gore, whether it's real, whether it's fake, um, you know, it's, it's all the same to me. Uh, Leslie and I, we went to, um, we went to this place called the Museum of Death in New Orleans when... Uh, we went for WrestleMania, and in the very back of the building, they had something called the Theater of Death, and it was showing, uh, you know, you know, crazy accidents and killings and this, this, and that, and and I'm sitting there watching this video, you know, because they have some benches, they have it set up like it's a little theater, um, you know, I'm sitting there watching this video like, oh, I've seen that, oh, I've seen that, oh, I've seen that, and you know, in in my head, of course, you know. I'm not looking like that asshole that's all like, oh, yeah, this is all old to me. But, you know, there's people that are walking in and out. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they're like walking out because they can't handle it. And I'm like, man, a bunch of pussies. I don't know, man. It's it's fucked up, you know. But there was a time uh, when Leslie and I, we were either started dating or we'd been together for a year or so. And it was kind of when ISIS and ISIL were like on the rise and they were like they were coming out with a new video like every fucking week and lo and behold on some way shape or form i would run across one of their videos whether it be on twitter facebook uh 4chan that was when i still when i was still obsessed with 4chan um but i i would come across these videos and i would watch them and the production value in their fucking videos is so over the top they they they're really killing people and they're filming it like it's a fucking um, you know, like it's an A-team reboot, like it's crazy, um, but anyway, 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 I digress, that can be, that could definitely be a topic for a later day, <laughs> but yeah, so the Mortal Kombat Kung Lao scene got leaked, makes me even more super excited, um, for, uh, for the movie, so real quick, um, I know I talked about it on the last episode, gonna go ahead and go over it now, don't have a lot of notes from Wrestlemania Night 2, um, yeah, now we're getting into the, we're getting into the nerdy stuff now. So 
WrestleMania Night 2, I only have uh, four things written down. And one of them's not even from WrestleMania. It's from the Raw After Mania. Um, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Uh, Bray Wyatt's character, The Fiend, versus Randy Orton. Um, that had been a storyline that's already kind of been done. Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Not going to get all to the into the big backstory of that whole, whole, uh, that whole spiel. But I will say that uh, The Fiend did lose to Randy Orton. Uh, which definitely sucks. WWE makes this character, The Fiend, look so brutal, so intimidating. He has like a creepy zombie mask and this, this, and that, and you know, and it's all dark and evil and satanic. Um, but they always make him lose. Um, they always make him lose in some obnoxious way that's just so unbelievable. So lo and behold, you know, this is Bray Wyatt's first match. He's been gone for a long time, he got injured. Um, he had the death of, you know, ex-WWE star uh, Luke Harper, real name Brody Lee, um, uh, or other be better known as Brody Lee in Independence and AEW. Um, you know, he mourned the loss of his friend, finally comes back in his first match back. They make him lose by some stupid distraction and doesn't make sense. The crowd hated it. The crowd was chanting bullshit, um, you know, because it's like they... They build up this character to be this super evil, super intimidating, badass character, and yet they always make him lose. So it's like, how can you how can you take this character as a credible threat or be intimidated by him? Because it's like, oh yeah, he has creepy imagery, but don't worry, every wrestler can beat him. It's super stupid. It, it just defeats the whole purpose of that character, and they built it up like it was going to be a huge match, and it was just like a bogus 10-minute little squash so that kind of stinks if you're not familiar with the fiend um i guarantee you if you look him up and watch all his losses you'd be like yeah this guy sucks why does anybody why did they keep booking this guy so really pissed off about that um he lost yet again the main event roman reigns versus edge versus daniel bryan um it was a stellar match it was it, it had you hooked from the beginning um you know, to cut a long story short, you know, a lot of back and forth. Everybody had their time to shine. Roman Reigns won. He pinned Rain, uh, uh, Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time in a crazy finish. Um, it really it really cements Roman Reigns' uh, heel uh, legacy right now. Uh, heel is the inside term for being a bad guy. Um, you know, he's he was he came into the match as the champion and left the match as the champion. Um, and I think this really cements it. Um, I think he's doing way better as a heel than uh, when WWE was trying to force him down everybody's throats as a good guy or known as a babyface. Um, so it's it just such a heel way to win. Um, you know, he lets the other two guys knock the you know knock each other out, and then he comes in and takes the victory. That's a typical classic bad guy way to win a match, and it was super dope. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of Roman Reigns. I used to be way back in the day, um, but now not so much just because, you know, he's he's The Rock's cousin. He comes from a big Samoan legacy. They always remind you about that, and it just it gets in the way of his character kind of going, you know, being his own thing, doing it organically. So, but um, I, I will say I'm very impressed um, with the outcome of that match. Um, I was still shocked. I, I think a lot of people could see it coming, but I was just I was shocked by it. So those are really the only two things match wise. Um, you had Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. 
uh, which Rhea Ripley won uh, for the Raw uh, Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> that was a decent match. Um, it, it had its moments, but oh man, I got to take off my shirt. I'm super hot, man. I'm super hot and sweaty. The AC's been on. We got the fans on, and I'm still fucking. Oh, I'm like boiling in my skin. But fucking. Um, so anyway. Um, there was a segment um, that kind of shocked me that I, I'm kind of surprised that Vince McMahon okayed. Um, you know, Vince McMahon is a very old school guy. Um, he sticks a lot to like the, you know, it's a family show. It's TV PG. Not a lot of innuendo. Definitely no drug related jokes. But lo and behold, um, Rob Van Dam, uh, also known as RVD for short, um, he's a notorious pothead. Um, he's been let go of WWE many times for, you know, smoking weed and not stopping. Um, you know, right now he did get inducted into the hall of fame this year for the class of 2021. Um, you know, so in WrestleMania is always known for, you know, kind of giving backstage segments and showing off the hall of famers, you know, to get a, you know, to get a cheap cheer out of the crowd or, you know, get a cheap pop out of the crowd or reaction. Um, and right now, there's currently a character, um, or currently a guy named Matt Riddle, um, or Riddle for short, and um, he plays a bro character. And kind of his gimmick is that he's always acting like he's high. I still don't know. I follow Matt Riddle on Twitter. I don't. It doesn't seem like he's a pothead in real life. I'm sure he's probably smoked weed at some point in time in his life, but. Um, watching his documentary, um, you know, it just, that's how he naturally is. He's like this man. And he, you know, and he's a bro and he used to be in UFC, you know, and that's just his whole gimmick. So they, they definitely make innuendos and, you know, definitely make, um, you know, kind of, you know, tongue in cheek jokes that he's high and this, this and that. So they had a backstage segment of RVD meeting Matt Riddle so it was like the pothead character of the 90s, early 2000s meets the pothead character of today. And it was a funny gimmick. You know, it was a funny little moment. But at the end of that segment, RVD says, oh, here, take some RVD rolling papers. And he hands some to Riddle and he hands some to the great Kali. And that made my jaw drop. Not that I'm offended by that or nothing. It's not offensive. It was funny. But it just shocked me that. Vince McMahon was like, yeah, yeah, let's make, like, let's give, let's let RVD pass out his own joint, you know, his own rolling papers. To me, that blew my mind. You know, that's, in this day and age, Vince McMahon is so TVPG to just so blatantly talk about marijuana, you know, that's still illegal in a lot of places. It, it, that was just baffling. So that was, I wrote that down. That was shocking to me, at least. Um, more for the fact, like I said, that it got okayed and that Vince McMahon was like, hey, yeah, on my baby of WrestleMania, I'm going to allow pop jokes. So that's crazy. And the last thing I have written down here um, was the uh, I wrote Raw after Mania. Um, these past like 10, 15 years or so, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania is looked at as like a is like a a season, a, a season, you know, opener. Right. A new season. You know, so um, WrestleMania is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's kind of like all storylines come to an end at WrestleMania and then everything starts fresh, you know, the Monday Night Raw after Mania or just, you know, for short, Raw after Mania. Uh, the Raw after Mania, that's usually when you have the most rambunctious crowd. Uh, you know, the crowd is just still on that high from WrestleMania. 
Um, they're still super energetic. You know, they're loving it. It's kind of the wind down to the weekend. Um, and Raw After Mania is known for bringing out, um, you know, shocking returns, shocking debuts, you know, just having kind of going all out on this, you know, on this, uh, you know, season opener, the season starter or whatever. So now with all this COVID stuff, um, you know, uh, WrestleMania did have audience members in the crowd, but they went back to their Thunderdome where it's just videos of fans on the, you know, in attendance. There's no actual fans in attendance for Monday Night Raw. They went back to this Thunderdome concept and there was a couple returns. Uh, there was a tag team that came back. They had missed some time because they were hurt. Charlotte Flair came back. Charlotte Flair um, got hurt, was getting better, but then she got COVID. Um, and so she had been out for a while. And now she just came back on Monday Night Raw. So there was those two shocking, uh, you know, returns, you know, because or unexpected returns, um, you know, because they came out at the Raw after Mania. But the episode itself was kind of a dud. Um, no entertaining matches. Um, and in fact, they actually redid a match that just happened the night before, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. It was a championship rematch. So it's kind of like, man, are they really that tapped out that, hey, yeah, let's just put a match from last night on tonight's card. So um, nothing really exciting. Uh, it was a big letdown to me. Um, you know, especially because WrestleMania was so good. It was so fucking good. And I was super excited, you know, for the Raw after Mania. But yeah, just going back to the no fans, which means no energy. There, was, It was just, it all got sucked out of the arena. And it, it just kind of right back to it. It felt like a typical Monday Night Raw. Um, very, very lame, very boring. So um, yeah, that's kind of my my highlight or my recap of WrestleMania Night Two going into Monday Night Raw. Um, nothing super exciting. I, I was still entertained. Um, you know, I still think it was the best pay per view WWE's put out. You know, in over a year. You know, WrestleMania last year was pretty good too. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my recap there. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. I know I've been talking your ear off. Don't want to be uh, super nerdy anymore. Um, but we have some interesting interesting topics um, to talk about. No overgeneralized theme, no one overall concept, um, but kind of I have a couple stories here that uh, caught my eye and seemed kind of interesting to talk about here on the show. So we'll be right back. back thank you guys for that uh break i hope you guys used that break usefully um i know i did i ate a couple starburst uh but no man i had to turn the fucking ac down I'm, I'm burning up alive i have no idea what it is i'm i'm topless i'm in shorts um i don't know i mean today was really humid outside i mean and when i got to work i clocked in i went outside and i just fucking <laughs> drenched in sweat like within within two minutes, I was just like drenched in sweat, just dripping off of my skin. Disgusting, disgusting. Um, I came home and I took a shower, um, you know, to get ready. I wanted to be clean and, you know, and presentable from when we went out to eat. Um, and again, as soon as we went outside, just fucking drenched in sweat. And, you know, now I'm home and Ooh, I just feel gross. I have my hydro flask here. I'm drinking some very ice cold water. Pause for the cause. 
And still, I'm like burning up. Um, I turn the AC down to 70. Uh, we usually keep it at 73, you know, which I feel is just a nice, cool, not, you know, fucking freezing, just a refreshing temperature. But I'm fucking bringing the, bringing the cold with me. Um, so anyway... So yeah, so real quick, I forgot to mention, um, somebody did bring it up to me that I, I never finished the story of when I exploded at my sister's school, um, at my sister's band director. Um, lo and behold, kind of the outcome uh, with that, if you guys were wondering, um, which I should have brought up, that uh, my parents did eventually meet with the principal um, they presented the situation, um, you know, and everything, and they talked to the principal. The principal was, the principal said he was embarrassed with how everything turned out, uh, mostly on their side. Uh, the, you know, that the, you know, they shouldn't have the right to throw away people's belongings because, you know, nine times out of ten, the students don't pay for that stuff. The parents do, you know, and the parents already give enough money, especially for extracurricular programs that, you know, throwing away that kind of stuff is just an insult to the parents. Something along those lines. I remember my, I mean, granted, this is like two years ago. You know, this is when we were still, you know, two, three years ago when I was still living in the medical center. So, um, don't remember all the details. We, we kind of don't talk about it that much. Like I said, it's kind of a, kind of a shady little, you know, blemish on my, you know, kind of an embarrassing little blemish on my history as a person, as an adult. So, but, um, I think, I think my parents did get some, some form of repayment, Something along those lines. I don't remember. Um, I really wish I could remember. But yeah, lo- uh, moral of the story, they did talk to the principal. The principal apologized. He did everything he could to make the situation right. Um, and yeah, and uh, my sister ended up leaving um, color guard. She was like, you know what? The football season's over. Um, you know, all it is is just competitions and upcoming is winter guard. And she was like, fuck it. I don't want to be... You know, I don't really like the girls that I do this stuff with. And uh, yeah, you know, then, you know, and you have, you know, my my oldest brother embarrassing the shit out of me and causing a big old scene. So um, which I do feel like I said, I still feel really bad for. I cringe every time I think about it. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the outcome of the story. Um, I wish I could remember more details off the top of my head. But I'm like fairly, fairly certain that my parents did get a check from the school to supplement some sort of repayment you know, from, from what was thrown away and what was lost. So real quick, wanted to wrap up that story, um, kind of recall to that, to the last episode. Um, I hope I didn't get too personal or I hope I didn't get like too, like awkwardly, um, you know, whatever. Um, like I, like I said on the episode, you know, talking about my anger and talking about those things, um, you know, something I don't really talk about a lot. Um, even though it's fairly obvious that I get very angry and that I have a bad temper. Um, but like today I got really frustrated at work and I was on lunch and, you know, and here lately I've been eating lunch in my car, um, been catching up on the scrubs rewatch podcast. Um, you know, that always puts a smile on my face. It always makes me laugh, you know, listening to that while I eat. Um, and before I even started eating my food, you know, I'm sitting in the car, the AC is running, I'm cooling off. And uh, I'd been sitting down, you know, I'd been on lunch for about 10, 15 minutes at this point, and um, my watch gave me an alert that my resting heart rate, my resting heart rate was over 120 beats per minute. Um, I have been told, um, you know, when I go try to donate blood and some, you know, the, the few instances when I do go to the doctor, 
Um, you know, that my blood pressure is really high, especially since I've just been sitting down. Um, I'm pretty sure I need medicine for it. But like I said, I'll never know because I think doctors are ripoffs. They're highly intelligent. They know what they're doing. But I think the whole medical industry as a whole is a ripoff. Um, it's, it's ridiculous how expensive shit is with and without uh, health insurance. So anyway, that's a topic for a later day. Um, again, pause for the cause. I'm trying to cool off. So a couple stories caught my attention um, that, I, that I definitely want to talk about. One of them, two of them kind of funny. One of them is a little bit more serious that I think I can, I can definitely divulge into. Um, that definitely has a good overlying topic with it. But no streamlined type of uh, you know discussion like I had last, last episode talking about like my anger and mental health and things like that. So... We're going to go ahead and get into it. We'll go ahead. I'm just going to go down the line. Um, really, there's no right or wrong way to go into this. Um, and uh, the first one is that Usher, <laughs> Usher got caught throwing fake money at strip clubs. Apparently, Usher went to a strip club. I don't know where. I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta. That's where he's from. You know, he's from Georgia. Um, but don't, you know, don't quote me or hold me to the location of the specific strip club but yeah you know it was a dark strip club music's popping girls are dancing and he's throwing fucking ush bucks you know usher bucks out into the fucking crowd and you know and at the you know at the dancers and stuff lo and behold when the girls got done and were counting up their money for the night they realized wait a second this money is fake he was throwing dollar bills with his face on it and they say usher he was throwing fake money. He was popping fake bands in the club and he dipped. He fucking dipped. He made out like a thief in the night. A booty thief in the night, man. Ush bucks, dog. That's what some people were calling him on Twitter, which I think is fucking hysterical. Um, yeah, he fucking was using prop money from a fucking music video at the club. And people started wondering, does he do this a lot? You know, but I don't think he does it a lot because, I mean, this is the first time that it's gone viral. Um, you know, but it's like, what the fuck, Usher? Raymond, Usher, Raymond James, whatever his fucking real name is or whatever. Um, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up, dog. You know, you're you're going to the club and you're throwing fake money. It's like those jokes all the time, you know, like taking Monopoly money or using Monopoly money to pay for shit. You know, it's like... This dude took it for real. Fucking throwing around dollar bills with his face on it, man. That's fucking hilarious. It's not hilarious to the strippers, to the dancers that, you know, uh, he clearly took advantage of. You know, I guarantee you, he was, he was probably popping bottles. He was probably getting VIP lap dances. He was getting twerked on. You know, definitely probably showing ass and pussy in his face. And he was enjoying it, but... Lo and behold, he's throwing some ush bucks. You know, might as well be fucking, you know, Peter Piper's coins. <laughs> you know, fucking giving out, you know, Dave and Buster's gift cards. That's fucking crazy. And he got away with it, man. Um, I don't know if he himself has addressed it. I don't know kind of what his defense can really be. Um, you know what I mean? From this blunder. But that's that's so stupid. Um <laughs> that's so crazy i don't know if you guys have seen this look it up man because he fucking he puts pictures of his face in the same poses some of the same poses like real dollar bills 
and it's green it looks like real currency i can see how these girls felt like oh yeah man this dude's throwing fucking three thousand dollars up in the air his fucking three thousand <coughs> god damn making myself laugh i'm coughing choking myself that is too fucking funny man that is hysterical but to me and this is something i've talked about you know with my guy friends and whatnot whether he was throwing fake money real money i don't get the appeal of strip clubs i don't get it i went to a strip club on accident and you're probably wondering how do you go to a strip club on accident so i growing up you know watching tv and movies strip clubs are always kind of you know brought them to mainstream media right you know the whole premise behind it getting lap dances doing vip stuff uh you know this this, and that i got i always understood the concept of a strip club from an early age you know playing grand theft auto doing the strip club stuff in there you know blah 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 you know it's it's the whole idea of a hot girl dancing on you getting naked in front of you where it's legal you know but hey money pays right everybody's got a price um But just as I got older, and especially when it comes to, um, you know, my bachelor party and whatnot, I just don't think strip clubs are appealing. And it's not that I think it's gross or anything like that. I just I don't see what the hype is about it. Um, You know what I mean? I'm I'm obviously married right now, but it's like if I wanted to see some titties and, you know, and uh, have a girl grind on me and this this, and that I do that shit at home. I could put on fucking pour some sugar on me and have Leslie give me a lap dance at home. And it's probably and it's free. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not going to pay to have a stranger fucking grind on my crotch. And it, there's a funny there's a funny meme uh, that I've seen multiple times that it's all like, hey, guys, do you guys want to sit around in a dark room with loud music paying, you know, throwing money at girls and we all get boners at the same time? Yeah, let's go. That's what it looks like to me. That's what a strip club is. It's a, it's a bunch of guys acknowledging, hey, we're all going to get erections at the same time and spend tons of money for nothing. That's that's all that's all it says to me. Anytime someone talks about like, oh yeah, I went to the strip club or I did this, I'm like, oh, so you went and got a boner in public? Like that's that's so weird, man. It, it, that's that's how I when when I hear that. When people were bragging, oh, dude, we were, you know, we were throwing mad money. There was these hot bitches. It's like, yeah, so you guys just sat there with, you know, your dicks hard, you know, that, you know, in a club like that. That's ridiculous to me. I I can't get that. You know what I mean? I'm totally I'm totally open, you know, to talk about, you know, watching porn and, you know, having sex and this, this and that. But it's like just getting getting boners with your dude friends in a public place. That's embarrassing. Like, that's so gross. I never got the appeal of strip clubs. I, I don't want to go there. Um, so back to the story of when I accidentally went to one. When I was doing rave promotions and club promotions and stuff, I forgot the name of the one company I was doing it for, but there was something called a Sin Day Brunch, S-I-N, you know, a play on Sunday brunch. Um, and it was a club. Uh, it was going to be a little club show, um, you know, for some DJs. And it was like in, at like brunch time, like 11, noon or so. And uh, I, I can't even remember who the name of the main act was. It's some group I never heard of. These two dudes. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll go, right? It's something to do on a Sunday afternoon. I have nothing else to do. So, um, and it was at, fuck, what was it called? It's now called the Monte Carlo. It's the strip club right next to Sugars. And damn it, what was it called when I went there? 
it, it's gone through like six different name changes, and now I can't remember the name of the fucking club. When I went, specifically when I went, I, I'm sure I'm sure it'll come to me later, and I, and it's gonna piss me off that I don't remember the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, lo and behold, apparently it was a strip club, and I had the Vanity Factory. There we go, the Vanity Factory. I had no idea it was a strip club. And it, and again, it's right off of four ten, right next to right next to Sugars. It's that purple and white building. Um, and I was like, hey, yeah, I want to go to the show. And Leslie was all like, are you sure you want to go to that? And I was all like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's free. I get to go in for free. You know, it's like you're working. There's nothing for me to do at home. I'll just be bored all by myself. You know, yeah, let me go. You know, see a show. <clears throat> she was like, oh, okay, I guess if you want to. And I never really got like. She was. I was like, why is she being so weird about it? And again, I lo and behold, I never knew this place was a strip club. I just thought it was a club. And and I just thought it was interesting to do go to go raving in the middle of the day. You know, that's you know more looked at as a nighttime thing. So lo and be, we get there and um, you know, I'm used to clubs having, you know, themed nights. You know, I, I definitely went to a lot of clubs, you know, right out, you know, when I was in high school when I turned 18 and right out of high school doing, you know, club, you know, club promotion and rave promotions and stuff so i was kind of like man a lot of their nights are very sexually charged you know that should have been indicator number one that i was in an adult industry place i was like hmm i was like a lot of these nights have a lot of like sexually themed nights and names and stuff it's pretty funny and then like there's busts you know like statues of like tits and ass and this this, this and that everywhere clue number two right but again completely flew over my head I'm fuck. I'm 21 at the time, you know. I'm 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 of legal age, and it's still just not clicking in my head that hey, this is a fucking this is considered a strip club, and you know, and being being at raves, doing festivals and stuff. There's always girls that are always dressed scant <clears throat> scantily clad, uh, you know, wearing fucking pasties and thongs and this is and that, fishnets and blah blah blah. You know, rave girls dress, you know, pretty, you know, pretty naked, we know, without showing nudity. Um, you know, that's just part of the culture. And again, I've been used, I've used to that because of how many shows I've been to and all the stuff that I've been around up to this point. So there's girls dancing on poles and this, this and that, you know, dancing to the music. Again, not fucking clicking in my head that this is a fucking stripper. <laughs> And I'm here to enjoy the music. I had a couple drinks, but I'm here to enjoy the music. I don't care, you know, about the dancers. I'm watching the DJs. And I don't I, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't pop nothing. I love rave music and EDM because it sounds good to me. And I like, you know, bobbing and kind of dancing around a little bit. You know, so I'm there legitimately for the music. I'm not there for anything else. I ate some of the food. It kind of sucked. It was kind of weird tasting. And I... But it wasn't until it wasn't until where it clicked in my head that I was in a strip club where somebody tagged, you know, me and this, this and that. They're like, hey, we're at Sunday brunch. And when I clicked on it and I clicked on the Vannery Factory, it said adult club. And then I started looking at it and I'm like, holy shit, this is a strip club. And I'm like, how come nobody told me? You know, I guess it was just common knowledge. But to me, I was like, holy shit, I'm at a fucking strip club. So I, I, like, I stayed for a little bit longer, but then I felt all embarrassed because I'm like, oh my God, so this chick is dancing for money. Like she wants to get paid. 
I'm like, oh shit, I don't got no, I don't got that much money. <laughs> I don't have any cash. I just have my money on my card. And, you know, I only spent 20 bucks on, you know, a couple drinks and, you know, my little, my little food plate. And this is now, I was like, I don't got money to throw at strippers. I was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. Plus it was, uh, you know, plus Leslie got off at, uh, 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and it was around like 3-something, so I was like, I'm gonna go home, clean up a little bit, get ready, you know, for when Leslie gets off, we could grab dinner, so yeah, so when I'm talking to Leslie later in the night, I'm like, holy shit, babe, I didn't know that place was a strip club, and she was like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know, I was like, well, if that's what strip clubs look like, I mean, granted, I took it with a grain of salt, it was a Sunday afternoon, I was like, but if that's what strip clubs look like, that is very fucking lame, I was like, that was super lame, and I just, and again, I wasn't entertained by the women, you know, I was just like, this, this is so dumb. And for my strip, for my strip club, for my, for my bachelor party, uh, one of my groomsmen asked if I wanted to go to a strip club and you know, there's the jokes, right? Leslie, you better not go to a strip club, blah, 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 blah. Right. You bet. We'll find out if you guys do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha ha ha. But it was like. One of my grooms asked me, he's like, do, do you want to go to a strip club? And I was like, no. Are you sure, man? That's a bachelor party thing to do. I'm like, yeah, no, but I don't care about that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like that, like that doesn't entice me. It doesn't, you know, throwing, you know, 60 to 80, a hundred dollars or how much ever it costs. Cause one, I know a lot of those places you got to pay a cover to fucking get in. So it was all like that already ruins my night, whether it's a regular club, yet alone a strip club. I'd be like, man, fucking 20 bucks to get in. This is some bullshit. And then, you know, to do the cool stuff, right? To get dances from the, the dancers, you got to fucking pay them. So I'm like, no, yeah, that, that sounds like a waste of money. I'd rather, you know, do something else. So, you know, I'm not stacked with Ush bucks. So I can't fucking, you know, go pop bottles like Usher, you know, or pop pussy like Usher at a strip club. But yeah, I just, I don't see the appeal of strip clubs. They, they're lame. Uh, I mean, if I really, if I really wanted to go out of my way to see an other woman naked, there's porn for free on the internet, you know, and even at that, I don't even, you know, look anymore because I'm married, you know, if I didn't want the same pussy for the rest of my life, I, you know, I wouldn't have gotten married, you know, so that it just, I don't know. I don't get it. If you guys like going to strip clubs, have fun to each their own, but don't invite me because I'm going to be like, dog, that's weird. You just asked me if I want to go get a boner with you in public. Like, that's, I, as stupid as it sounds, that's all I hear. Hey, dude, you want to go look at tits and get boners together? It's like, uh, no thanks. You guys have fun. So that was the first story that caught my eye. Um, I just thought that's ridiculous. For someone as rich and famous as Usher, <laughs> fucking throw fake money. Like, I can understand some, like, Joe nobody doing that, you know, making some counterfeit bills are making some money, you know, prop money that looks real, throwing it everywhere, getting lap dances, and then dipping at the last second, you know, before anyone realizes what he actually did. But it's fucking Usher. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. So anyway, uh, as I blow my nose for the millionth time, uh, again, so sorry. Moving on to something a little bit more serious, um... I think it's still stupid. Um, it's very fucked up. Um, but apparently, um, in the state of Texas, uh, 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 I think it was in Tyler, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tyler, a uh, 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 high school is under fire. Students at a high school are under fire for being caught running a 
quote-unquote slave trade on Snapchat. So I read the article, and even the article said that there wasn't really um, a, a clear understanding of what it meant by a slave trade. But from using context clues, I mean, and granted, these are high schoolers, um, you know, using a social media app, the a group of kids were using racial slurs, calling, you know, you know, looking at their the black and African American kids in their in their school, calling them the N word, and uh, I guess using a group chat or a group chat feature on Snapchat, posting pictures of all the different black kids in the grade or in the school. And saying and kind of communicating about how much they would spend on that person, um, which is utterly disgusting, um, it, you know, especially in this day and age in 2021, you would think that these kind of these kind of things are, you know, are way in the past, but clearly they're not. And these are a bunch of high schoolers, you know, these are all kids that are they're barely turning 18 and under the age of 18 talking like that. And it's it's disgusting. I mean, when I was in high school, I didn't talk like that. You know what I mean? I didn't know anybody that talked like that, at least openly. And I mean, luckily, I was, I didn't know anybody that talked that disgusting, um, you know, talking about like, oh, so-and-so costs this much dollar. I would pay X amount for this, you know, this person. That's that's so gross. And, and again, it's on social media. And um, a lot of those kids got in, got in a lot of trouble. Um you know, I think suspensions and, ex- and ex- people, kids getting expelled, um, you know, so that's that's really gross. And yeah, things like that are happening a lot on social media, right? Um, you know, in this day and age, a cell phone can save a life and it can ruin a life. You know, everything is recorded. Everything is documented. You know, the Internet is forever. You know, this is what this was a lesson instilled on us, you know, from when social media started getting on the rise, you know, with MySpace and things like that, you know, whatever you post on the internet can be searched and found for the rest of your life. Everything can come back to you on the internet. So, you know, and these kids thinking that they're getting away with stuff on, especially on social media, you know, you can screen, you can screen record, you can take, you know, pictures, screenshot it, you know, so clearly somebody that was either in this group or close to this group of people doing this was like, yeah, that's fucked up. And, you know, and luckily reported it to the right people. Now, uh, I'm not going to defend it in any way, shape or form. Um, You know, it clearly, obviously, it's not like these kids were really buying and trading, uh, you know, the these kids in high school, Um, you know, you would hope, right? Um, But yeah, apparently, but they called it like a slave trade group chat. And that's all they did in this group chat in this quote-unquote slave trade, and that's, oh, God, that's so gross, um, social media and the youth, man, um, you know, it's really taking over, everything is about social media, especially to this, you know, younger generation, the kids that are currently in school right now, everything is so, everyone is so dependent on social media, you know, and I don't want to say if I'm lucky or, you know, but it, it clearly is a generational thing that, um, a lot of this kind of stuff didn't really start sticking until the tail end of high school. You know, um, I, I never had a MySpace, you know, I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace. And, and even at that, I have friends that have MySpaces. I got the concept of how MySpace worked. You know, you had your top friends, you get to, 
you know, you could, excuse me, do the HTML codes and decorate your page and play music and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, I understand the memes. I get the memes. You know, I know how MySpace worked. I personally just never had one. Um, you know, I saw my friends, um, you know, had faith, you know, had uh, MySpaces and I saw them get on it, you know, after school and stuff. But even I wasn't allowed to have it. And I never really kind of got like the, I never got antsy or like, I want to, I want a MySpace. I want a MySpace. Like I didn't care for it. You know, I was like, oh, my parents said I can't have one. So I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> you know, like I just, I, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. When Facebook started coming out and Facebook started getting popular, I would, it was the summer going into eighth grade and I was only allowed to get on my mom's Facebook and I was only allowed to get on my mom's Facebook to play games. I played Mafia Wars. I played Bejeweled. Um, I never got into Farmville. But um, I would play Facebook games on my mom's Facebook account. Um, eventually, I was playing them so much that um, uh, I was... I, I Especially on Mafia Wars. I kept progressing in Mafia Wars. Um, you know, my mom was like, Hey, you know, you're, you're playing this game. I want to play the game. Like you're, you know, you're doing all this stuff that I can't do. So my mom was like, you can, you can create your own Facebook. That way you can play mafia wars on your own profile. Awesome. Cool. So I made my own Facebook. Um, you know, I started adding some friends, my parents, you know, definitely were trying to kind of control it and limit it. Um, you know, they didn't want me to have more than 30 friends. Um, you know, but when they saw my friends list and saw, you know, and they read my messages, you know, I was talking to friends from, you know, elementary school, and middle school that, you know, had, you know, cause this was going into eighth grade, um, you know, cause I went to a different school for eighth grade, you know, so I was, you know, reconnecting with friends that I hadn't talked to since fifth grade. My parents saw that I was using Facebook responsibly. I wasn't posting anything. I wasn't sharing anything. I was literally just talking to my friends and playing uh, mafia wars. So my parents kind of, you know, kind of loosen the haunches, loose, you know, loosen the reins a little bit on uh, social media. Cafe World, that was another game I played. I was obsessed with Cafe World. I don't know why that just clicked in my head. Um, but yeah, so I had a Facebook, um, I got a Twitter, I had Instagram, um, you know, and I, I remember when Snapchat first came out, when it was the hot new thing, the hot new app. Um and, and I had it, you know, I had all the stuff, you know, when I was, by the time I was in high school and I didn't have a smartphone, you know, um, I, even at that, like when Snapchat came out, it was my junior year. I just had an iPod. I didn't have a, I didn't have a iPhone. So when I was at school, I couldn't get on social media because, you know, I didn't have, you know, uh, data, you know, I could only be on social media stuff when I was at home connected to the Wi-Fi. So I think, and that's another good thing, you know, I didn't get my first iPhone until my senior year when I bought it myself when I was working. So I didn't really start doing social media until, you know, senior year. And, you know, and by the time I, you know, graduated and I had my own phone and this is that, um, but with me and social media, social media got me in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, just like how Rosie was talking about on the high school episode, I was mean, um, you know, I cyber bullied a lot of people. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I laugh because looking back at it, it's so ridiculous, the stupid things I would say, um, but, you know, but I would tweet wild shit. I would, you know, instigate shit on Twitter. I was just running my mouth on Twitter, uh, Facebook. I was talking so much shit. I was adding people. Um, you know, I had, I had, you know, the balls to do whatever I wanted. I balled out on social media. 
Um, you know, and I back, you know, everything, anything I talk shit about, um, you know, I backed up at school. Um, you know, I would confront people and if people confronted me, oh, you talk shit on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I did, motherfucker. What's up? Um, you know what I mean? That just kind of be the end of it. Um, you know, but I got into a lot of social media and when I was working at SeaWorld, I got in a lot of trouble and a lot of hot water, uh, for tweeting shit about my managers and my supervisors at SeaWorld. And I would make fun of this one supervisor so much on fucking on Twitter. Um, and lo and behold, nobody reported me that I know of. They told me that they, you know, they genuinely found my tweets and they saw everything that I was posting about all the managers there. And I was a supervisor at sea, at, in Aquatica and I got in a lot of trouble and it cost me my job, you know, for talking a lot of shit on Twitter. Um, you know, and making fun of the company and making fun of this, this and that. So that's firsthand. I have firsthand experience on, you know, the ramifications of running your mouth on social media. You know, that was embarrassing, you know, super embarrassing. I was, you know, 18, um, you know, getting fired for being stupid on Twitter, you know. So um, it, but nowadays, you know, everybody has a fucking social media platform at such an early age. You know, it's to a disgusting point in time where, you know, so many kids nowadays are getting Instagrams and Snapchats and this, this and that. Instagram and Snapchat are the more are the more prevalent with the youth, um, you know, that there's talks that Facebook is trying to rule out a kids only Instagram, you know, that is controlled by the parents and this, this and that. And you monitor everything and you can't be over the age, I think, of 12. Um, you know, there's no adults allowed on this kids only Instagram. Um, and I think that's disgusting that it even needs to happen. Um, but you hear all these disgusting stories of, you know, of pedophiles and old, old men and even old women in some cases, you know, grooming these young kids and, and sending, you know, dick pics and, you know, nudity and convincing, you know, these little kids to send pictures back and this, this, and that it's gross. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's to the point that it's like, you know, it's, it's so prevalent now that if you don't have this stuff, it's like a, it's like a status symbol, man. Um, you know, oh, you don't have an Instagram. Damn, that's embarrassing. That is super embarrassing. And kids get bullied for not having social media, you know, when it really wasn't the case like that, you know, when social media was really taking off in my day and age, you know, nobody made fun of like, oh, do you have a Facebook? No, I don't. Oh, okay. And that was the end of it. Right. So, but nowadays, you know, it pe- people get bullied for that shit. Um, you know, my my little sister-in-law, you know, she she has an Instagram, you know, and Snapchat and this, this, and that. And she's always on her phone. She's always glued to her phone. And yeah, that's a teenager thing to do, right? You know, especially nowadays, being glued to their phone and whatnot. You know, when I had it, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was in high school. My first day of freshman year. I came home and my parents surprised me with a cell phone and I was always texting. I had unlimited talk and text. I was always texting, always like checking my phone 24 seven, this, this, and that. So the whole texting and being on your phone kind of stems from that. But nowadays everybody's just on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really crazy. Um, You know, when I've already told Leslie, like when we have kids, they're not getting any social media, you know, until, you know, until they're in high school. I don't care if like David, that's, that's an old way of thinking that's living in the past. That's a boomer way of thinking. I don't care. I've seen too many horror stories 
on the news, on Facebook, you know, of, of all these perverts and stuff. And, you know, and I remember how I was when I was a kid, you know, on social media, you know, when I was in high school, yeah, in high school, just being a kid, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't want my children exposed to that kind of stuff, you know, but, uh, you know, who knows what kind of things are going to be out by the time that Leslie and I have kids or when they start getting to that age when, you know, technology kind of becomes really important in a kid's life. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't want my kids to have, um, a cell phone until they get to high school, just like I did. Um, you know, I think Leslie got one when she was in eighth grade, when she was in middle school. I think we talked about this already. Um, when we started talking about like parenting and whatnot, but yeah, I'm not going to buy my kids tablets. I'm not going to buy, I'm not going to buy all these fancy electronics for my kids um, video games is probably going to be, um, the furthest, the furthest thing that I'll buy for them electronic wise. And even at that, I won't let them get online, uh, without supervision. Um, you know, and I don't care if our kids bitch and moan, Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want, you know, everyone else has a, has an Insta chat or whatever, what kind of stupid things, you know, come out by that time. Be like, I don't care. You're not having one, you know, you, you know, you can tell your friends, to call you, you know, to call a house phone, right? I'll get, I'll go old school and get a house phone. You can talk on the house phone, um, you know, but, you know, when it comes to the video games and the whole, the whole Xbox Live and the PS Live and all that kind of stuff, you know, I know I was disgusting when I was on Xbox Live. I said a lot of uh, colorful and very offensive and rude things um, on Xbox Live. Um, I think that a lot of people did, um, you know, a lot of kids are, uh, very gross and inappropriate on those game chats and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I don't, me personally, I don't want my kids doing that, being exposed to it. I didn't get on Xbox Live until I bought my own Xbox and I bought my own Xbox Live membership. Um, you know, then because I was like, hey, you bought it with your money, but my parents didn't buy buy me that stuff. Every now and then as a little treat, if I did good in school, if I passed a class, then yeah, my parents will buy me some, some Xbox point, Microsoft points and Xbox, um, you know, like a resubscription, like a one month subscription, you know, for like 20 bucks or whatever it was. But yeah, call me old school. I don't want my kids on social media. I know how uh, disgusting and toxic it is. Um, but yeah, social media is just consumes everybody's brain and everybody is so obsessed with social media. I don't fucking get it. It's it's disgusting. So yeah, these these kids, I you know, I, I feel very bad for their parents, you know, because all of that stuff goes back to them, right? But who knows? I mean, what if they kind of learn this behavior and learn that kind of stuff from their parents? It's really hard to kind of see what happens behind closed doors, you know? Because Again, my parents raised me to respect everybody and, you know, they taught me right from wrong. They taught me what was offensive and, you know, this is that and just using common sense. So, you know, it's just I don't know what could pollute somebody's brain or what could possess somebody. Hey, you know, what would be funny. Let's get pictures of all the black kids in our in our in our school, in our grade. And let's let's rate them and see how much money we would pay for them. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I guess just because I'm not a stupid teenager nowadays, but I know if somebody presented that to me when I was younger, be like, hey, wouldn't it be funny to go around and pretend all the black kids at school were slaves? I'd be like, excuse me, what just happened? 
you know, what, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, that's, that's shocking to me. And I don't get that. Um, and kind of staying on track, uh, you know, with, uh, with stupid kids, um, you know, kind of going away from social media. Cause I could complain about that, you know, 24 seven, um, you know, and kind of gripe about that. Um, the Pocky one chip challenge. Um, I, I think at this time it's a pretty self-explanatory challenge. It's one of those spicy chip challenges. It's, you know, the whole challenge is you eat one chip. Um, you know, I think you have to do, you know, eat it, you know, uh, and you have to go 30 minutes or something. You have to go a certain time frame without getting like water, milk or anything like that. And it's one of the hottest things in the world. It's one of those spicy eating challenges. And, um, you know, and it, yeah, they purposely throw in all this specific, you know, it's, it's flavored with this and it's coated in this type of dust and blah, blah, blah. And blee blue blee and it's made from the hottest peppers in the world um you know da, 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 da. so this one chip challenge has been going on for a, co- a few years now and they like every year they try to come out with this even spicier chip um you know than the year prior it's something that i definitely want to attempt uh, i have a good friend of mine uh lb that you want to uh, we definitely want to try that but it's always sold out and then when people try to resell it they try to resell it for obnoxious prices um, you know, but definitely doing that gummy bear challenge. Um, I think that was a funny challenge. With real quick, I forgot to mention TikTok. TikTok definitely a very famous uh, social media site. Um, you know, with the youth, which uh, that is, you know, the again super toxic and disgusting among the amongst the youngsters. But um, I, I posted a TikTok of me. You know, I, I did the gummy bear challenge on Facebook Live, and I took clips of that and I posted it on my TikTok profile. And I had some little twerp comment cap. It was cap that I that uh, I didn't eat the gummy bear or something. When clearly in the video you see me putting the gummy bear in my mouth and I'm freaking out. Um, somebody said cap. I don't. I know what cap means. Somebody says that I'm lying, but I'm like, how am I lying? I, I ate the fucking gummy bear anyway. Anyway, I wasn't about to engage with a fucking ten year old on TikTok. So, um, again, who shouldn't even be on that social media website? So anyway. Um, so yeah, the Pocky One Chip Challenge, um, and again, this was somewhere here in Texas, a kid got hospitalized for trying the One Chip Challenge. He had a seizure, he couldn't breathe, and uh, he ended up experiencing a lot of nausea and vomiting, and he had to be taken to the hospital. And um, he got in trouble for it, which is ridiculous to me. Um, and the, it, got in, it, it was such a big deal that the, the school district issued a warning to the parents informing parents of this Pocky One Chip Challenge. Now, say, giving out a warning, I, I, I don't think it should be considered a warning really or slapped with that label per se, but I, I could definitely see, you know, saying like, hey, parents, be aware of, you know, that, uh, you know, we had this situation happen. You know, I don't know if it was at school. I think it was at school because if it wasn't at school, it wouldn't have been that big a deal to make the news per se, or for a school district to really make headlines with it. Um, but to the fact to send out an issue to the parents, like, Hey, there's this thing called the Pocky one chip challenge that, you know, made a kid had a seizure threw up and, you know, lost his breath and had a seizure, you know, you had to get hospitalized. So be careful of what your kids are doing. And again, that kind of ties back in with the whole social media stuff. Um, you know, and just kind of monitoring what your kids are doing because you don't know what type of shit, 
you know, your kids are looking up. Now, granted, the Pocky One Chip Challenge isn't that big of deal to me in my eyes. Um, like, if you know, if we had a kid right now and, and our school called us or gave us a letter saying, hey, be weary of this one chip challenge. It's a spicy chip, you know, that's made extra spicy on purpose. And, you know, it caused a kid to have a seizure. I'd be like, well, I guess that kid can't handle fucking spicy food. And, you know, I, I think that kind of boils down to common sense, right? I mean, granted, who knows? Maybe, maybe this kid didn't know he was going to react the way he did. But it's like, hey, it's famous on YouTube for people freaking out and being extremely uncomfortable and being in a lot of pain eating this chip because of how spicy it is. And everybody's body reacts to spice differently. So, I mean, granted, yeah, if he, if he didn't know legitimately how he was going to react, then yeah, that does suck. I mean, it, the situation sucks as a whole. Um, but, that, I mean, that, uh, it's just that one kid, you know what I mean? The gummy bear challenge. Prior to my friend buying me that gummy bear, I'd seen countless videos of it, you know? And again, to me, I was like, man, these guys are stupid. Like, why would they eat this if they know how spicy it is? I don't, it's not that I don't like spicy food per se. I just don't go out of my way to eat spicy food because I know I can't handle spicy food. It, you know, it's, it's spicy. It hurts, <laughs> you know? Why would I purposely want to eat food that hurts? Doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, but I did that gummy bear challenge because I thought it'd be funny to me. I thought it was pretty comical. So with this kid, it'd be like, hey, hey, kid, do you eat spicy food a lot? Yes or no? No? Okay, don't do this or else you're going to be in a lot of pain and you don't know how your body is going to react. So I, I, I just don't think it's that big of a deal to where the school should have issued a warning and anything like that. I think it really boils down to that kid just using poor judgment um, you know, if, but if, I mean, if this kid was talking shit, his kid was like, I eat spicy food all the time and blah, 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 and this, this, and that, um, still people seen the videos. I think, I think in this day and age, you've come across some sort of spicy food challenge at some point in time in your life or being on social media. And you could kind of think to yourself, you know, either think to yourself, I can do that. It's not that bad. Or yeah, I don't eat spicy food. I would die. So it's like just using your, your better judgment on that. But kids don't have a lot of good judgment nowadays, you know, especially teenagers. You know, we were all teenagers at one point. We think we know everything. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, this kid gets, uh, you know, sends himself to the hospital. So definitely sucks. But um, I don't think I don't think uh, it should be that big of a deal. You know, if I because if I do this challenge and I end up in the hospital, if I ended up getting a seizure or whatnot, I did it to myself. I paid the money. I bought the fucking chip. I ate the fucking chip. Sent myself to the hospital. That's on me for being a dumbass, right? Because I don't know how my body would react to it. So, uh, so yeah. So we're going to take one quick little break, and then we're going to come back and kind of wrap the episode up. Um, again, I'm just sweating profusely, um, and I do need to go to the bathroom. So we'll be right back. Alrighty guys, welcome back. So yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and kind of uh, wrap wrap up the episode here. Um, for those that listen on Anchor, um, I don't know about Spotify and the other platforms, 
but I do name every segment. Um, I, I try to name it something relevant to the uh, to whatever I talked about in that segment. Um, so if you listen to it on Anchor, I named the last segment Tips, Tits, and Chips. I think that's pretty clever. I think that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> so that's what I named it. Um, I don't know if I'll name the episode that um, just because I, I don't know if it'll get flagged or something. Uh, but the segment I think is pretty clever. I, I it, First thing that came in my head tips chit tips tits and chips um <laughs> so yeah that's when i named it um the names of the episodes um just to kind of uh, peel behind the curtain um i come up with those on the spot i don't and it usually takes me like a minute or two and <clears throat> i put a little bit of thought behind it but i don't dwell on them too much um, but yeah, uh, the names of the episodes, I really don't have a creative process for it. I just trying to think of an overall, uh, you know, what I talked about, maybe like a key phrase or something that I said, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what I'm naming this episode. So by the time I'm done recording and getting ready to publish it, then, you know, probably something will come up to me, but I don't know if you guys have ever wondered how I come up with the names of the episodes, um, you know, but it's crazy. It's crazy to me. I think this is a seven episode 17, the 17th episode. Um, crazy to me, man. 17, that's 17 plus hours over 17 hours, man. Uh, cause when you think about it, every episode ranges from an hour and a half to two hours, give or take, you know, plus with my, uh, the couple of episodes that, um, are definitely way longer. Um, you know, a perfect example, the high school episode, Still the longest episode yet to date. Um, but yeah, um, it, the fact that you guys keep listening um, and, you know, and sharing the show, supporting it. I love it. It makes my heart happy. Um, you have no idea how much it means to me. I, and I will say I did post on social media that, you know, I wanted to get the show over over or up to 300 total plays across all episodes. And you guys did it. You overperformed. At the time of recording this episode right now, I'm at 338 total plays across all episodes. So that that's really, really cool. Um, I love looking at the analytics and looking at the stats. It means a lot to me. Um, I know I'm definitely doing something cool. You guys keep listening. Still averaging uh, anywhere between uh, you know 10 to 20 plays an episode, give or take, right? And even at that, the episodes kind of fluctuate depending on when uh, somebody uh, checks it out. I think at the time of recording this, I uh, I got to double check, but I think the 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 episode that has the most plays is the my bad episode. Don't hold me to that because it's always changing, right? Because some people go back and re-listen to episodes, or um, you know somebody's trying to get caught up. So I think at the time of recording this, my my most played episode is um, is the my bad episode, where I where I kind of the reactions and the fallout from my first hate episode. Um, but actually I think, I think I might not have enough material to do another hate episode. Um, I kind of all tapped out. I think I've talked about a lot of stuff that I hate. And at the same time, every episode, I always mention one or two things that I hate right off the top of my head or kind of in the heat of the moment when I'm talking about something. So who knows, right? Who knows? I'm always, I, I hate a lot of things. I'm very opinionated on a lot of things. For example, I talked about in this episode how I hate the Fast and the Furious movies. So, um, you know, there, there's that. So 
Um, let's see, how can we wrap up this episode today? Um, kind of a small news, don't have a lot of details about it. Uh, Justin Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State, um, who's geared to being a top five draft pick this year in the NFL draft. He had his second pro day on campus. Um, again, did a phenomenal job. Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, were there in present, you know, in attendance at his field day. Um, it's definitely a toss up. Um, it's definitely a toss up in the air of where Justin Fields can go. Um, you know, of course, Atlanta, my favorite football team in the NFL, um, has the number four draft pick. I would love for Justin Fields to get drafted to Atlanta, um, to have a Buckeye with my favorite football team, excuse me, my favorite college team, go to my favorite NFL team. That's like a dream come true. That's like a perfect scenario. Um, but San Francisco has the number three spot and San Francisco has been very cozy with Justin Fields. Um, they definitely, um, you know, are eyeing a new quarterback. Atlanta is, it's not a requirement for a new quarterback. I think it's time that we start looking towards the future. Matt Ryan can't play forever. Um, I definitely think he's getting a little bit antsy to try to win a championship. Um, you know, he's, he's a former MVP, uh, you know, uh, NFL season MVP. He definitely doesn't want to be one of those legends or one of those like, oh yeah, Matt Ryan was such a good quarterback, but he's one of those quarterbacks that never won a championship. So um, I think he's going to try to maybe find someplace else to play. Um, you know, so I think it's time we start gearing up for a future a future franchise player um, for Atlanta. So we'll see what happens, man. We still got we still got plenty of time um, before the draft next month. And we'll see. There's even rumors that Atlanta is going to trade their number four pick, uh, which I think will be the biggest mistake ever. Um, there's just nobody in the league. There's nobody in the NFL that I think is valuable enough for the number four draft pick. There's nobody on the team that comes to mind that I want on our team. Uh, nobody in the NFL that I want on our team. Um, you know, whether we get Justin Fields or not, um, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are, you know, eligible in this draft that I think we could pick because either way, we got to start looking at the future. Um, you know, same thing with our wide receivers. Julio Jones, again, is a, such a phenomenal wide receiver when he's healthy. I don't think he wants to waste his whole career on a, uh, you know, where the only highlight of his career um, or the only furthest he's gone is to the Super Bowl and lost. Um, definitely makes him hungry for a championship, and I want him to get a championship, preferably with Atlanta, but if he leaves Atlanta on good terms, you know, I'm still going to root for him. I'm still going to love him. Same thing with Matt Ryan, um, which granted, I think if they were to leave, they would leave on good terms. They definitely dedicated their careers to Atlanta and worked their asses off to try to bring us a championship, but you know, nothing, nobody could ever have a perfect season, right? You can't win them all. So that's uh, that's one thing uh, that comes to mind, right? Uh, so, you know, and we'll definitely talk more about that and more into the draft as we get in closer and closer and closer to it. Um, let's see, what else? We're also, uh, by the time well, by the time most of y'all listen to this, it'll be Thursday. So we're one day away from the new Cannibal Corpse album. Technically 24 hours when you think about it um, at this standpoint because it's still Wednesday. Uh, usually new music drops 11 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Spotify because, you know, it comes out at midnight Eastern, you know, New York time, all that good stuff. So it usually becomes available at 11 p.m. our time. So that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to is the new Cannibal Corpse album 
violence unimagined unimagined i'm definitely going to try to go find a, a cd copy of it i definitely want a physical copy in addition to listening to it on uh you know streaming services i preferably want the uncensored copy um i'm not going to settle for anything less um you know the the only other cannibal corpse cd that i want a physical copy is the tomb of the mutilated where it's a zom it's a it's a chopped in half zombie eating out a woman zombie um, very graphic, very detailed and disgusting, and I want the I want the uncensored version of of this album. So so yeah, so we have that. I'll definitely I'm going to do a track by track review, uh, but keep it short. I don't want to bore you guys to death, right? Um, you know, like I do with everything else. Um, so I'll definitely do a track by track review. Talk about the overall. Uh, of the album. I know a couple singles have come out already that I've talked about, but yeah, so we'll see there. And plus any other new interesting music that came out on Friday or that comes out on Friday. So last but not least, I think I would be remiss if I didn't uh, talk at least a little bit about Bad Bunny yet again, <laughs> but this time not in so much of a negative light. Um, uh, I, I wrote it down because it's actually very prevalent. It's all over my fucking feeds on Twitter and Facebook. Um, Sunday night, and again, I, I, I could have categorized this with WrestleMania night too, but I was like, nah, I'll leave it, I'll leave it on its own. Um, WWE, lo and behold, were the ones that were able to uh, be so lucky enough to announce the Bad Bunny tour. A commercial debuted during WrestleMania Night 2, where it shows Triple H talking to Bad Bunny. He says, you did good, but now it's time to do what you know best. And he hands him a briefcase, and he opens the briefcase. It's a microphone, um, and it shows Bad Bunny getting on top of a bus or a, a, an 18-wheeler, and he's flying down the road, and, and then the tour dates pop up or whatever. So um, luckily, he's not coming to San Antonio, which is amazing. Because if he did come to San Antonio, I would pay money to go down, be on the floor, and fucking throw him into the crowd and kick his ass, go to jail for the rest of my life. But it'd be so worth it because I fucking hate him that much. But um, but no, all seriousness, um, he's not coming to San Antonio. He's coming to other few uh, Texas cities, which I will give him props for. He's kind of going to smaller Texas cities, like he's going to Hildago, which I think is interesting. Um. Don't be alarmed if you are a Bad Bunny fan. I guarantee you his tour is probably going to need to be extended due to popular demand. And he'll definitely announce new dates like any other music artist, right, that's popular. Um, but kind of what the reason why I want to talk about it is that a lot of people are making memes about the price of tickets. Now, I don't know if the cost of the tickets have actually come out yet. It says the tickets are going to go on sale on April 16th. Um, but everyone's making jokes that, um, and the most common joke that I see, and again, it could just be a random number because it's a joke and the tickets aren't on sale yet, but I've seen so many people post about it that I'm starting to think that it is real, that um, apparently floor seats to go see Bad Bunny are $2,000. $2,000 to go see Bad Bunny on the floor. And if that's just for the floor seat, then nosebleeds definitely have to be, you know, fucking close to a thousand little, you know, a little over $500 in the $500 close, you know, to a thousand dollar range, you know, just kind of thinking realistically, you go from the tiers and you go and you go down, right? You know, if the, if the best seat in the house is two, two K, 
you know, it just gets cheaper and cheaper. I so I don't I don't really want to believe that it's going to be two thousand dollars to see Bad Bunny on the fucking floor. Because if that is, and if people fucking pay that, that is ridiculous. That is that's such an asinine price to pay to see a fucking artist. That is disgusting, especially to me, who's just a flash in the pan. He is he does not have the longevity to go another ten years. By in by ten years, it's gonna be like, oh, you remember that guy, Bad Bunny? Yeah, me too. He was popular for a while. You know, I'm not gonna call him a one hit wonder. But he's definitely not going to last a career for 10 years. Mark my words, 10 years from now, April 13th, 14th, whatever day today is, I don't know. April of 2031, let's see where Bad Bunny's at, right? Even if I'm still, let's see, if anybody's listening by the time in 10 years. So um, I, I, can't, I can't believe that. I can't fathom that. And, and, you know, and there's the typical jokes like, oh, I'm going to sell my kidney to go see Bad Bunny you know, I'll, I'll pay any amount just to be in the same arena as Bad Bunny. I get that being a fan, right? Um, you know, wanting to wanting to see your favorite artist. You know, <laughs> excuse me, so sorry, but two thousand dollars, hell, even a thousand dollars to be on the floor for Bad Bunny. I saw Iron Maiden and Megadeth. You know, the biggest band. You know, one of the biggest bands and biggest influential metal bands of all time, Iron Maiden. And this is, these are facts. They were the leaders of the new wave of British heavy metal in the 80s. You know, they set records. You know, they're, they're killing it. In, even to this day, they kill it. I've seen them five times. All five times I've seen them sold out shows. Sold out, you know, I, um, the most recent time they sold out in a day. The Me- Megadeth and Iron Maiden show, they sold out in less than half an hour. Sold out shows everywhere and when i saw them on the floor in a fancy arena fancy amphitheater it was only 120 dollars for one ticket on the floor and even at that i was like damn that's a little pricey but fuck it man it's iron maiden on the floor i want to see them on the floor you know but it's i wouldn't if you say hey you're like oh iron maiden for a thousand dollars on the floor I'd be like, yo, is that like a VIP ticket? And Iron Maiden, I would die for Iron Maiden. But $1,000 for a floor ticket, oof, that's, that's steep, man. And, I, and I, would, I would skip, you know, my own funeral to go see Iron Maiden, man. Like I would, like if Iron Maiden, I told Leslie this, and she probably thought it was a joke, but I'm, I'm a bit dead serious. Like if there wasn't COVID and Iron Maiden had a show the day of our wedding, like I would go to the ceremony and then I would, you know, I would go to the concert, you know, I would miss the reception because, or we would postpone the wedding altogether because I'm not missing Iron Maiden. I love Iron Maiden that much. So, um, yeah, if you pay, if, if you guys are going to pay over a thousand dollars to go see Bad Bunny, you should be fucking castrated because you shouldn't be reproducing. That's ridiculous. That is stupid for a flash in the pan artist, man. God bless America, you know, all jokes aside, because, yeah, I mean, I can make jokes about, you know, selling my left kidney to go see Metallica and blah, 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 see all my favorite artists. But if people actually pay two over a thousand dollars for floor seats for Bad Bunny, I hope you get shot in the fucking head like you should not be able to walk the face of this earth, especially for that fucking bum. 
Um, you know, but anyway, 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 I digress. I digress. Um, that's just way overpriced, man. <laughs> I fucking paid $80, you know, to go see Black Sabbath, you know, $80 a ticket to see Black Sabbath, the godfathers of heavy metal, the founders of heavy metal. And yeah, that's just ridiculous, man. That's crazy. So that's the last thing, little topic I had written down here on my note card or on my piece of paper, my official piece of paper what's my cat doing he should be asleep but i hear him making a ruckus in the bathroom who knows i guess i'll just handle that in the morning but uh luckily i'm off these next two days i'm off on thursday and friday um hopefully i hear something from uh the job that i did an interview with mate hopefully uh this new place that i applied to uh reaches out to me soon um, you know, hopefully I can knock out an interview in these next two days if they call me, you know, kind of on the, the, the drop of a dime. Right. Um, but we'll see. Um, and again, I have, I, I'm just, I'm trying to do what's best for my family and I, you know, my future family and I, my little kitty and my wife, um, you know, just trying to find something full time. Um, you know, whether it's something new that I've never done before or uh, going back into insurance or whatever the case may be. Um, cause one of my, one of my cousins, one of my second cousins, um, you know, has talked to me about, um, you know, the possibility of working with her company. Um, and she says she would keep me posted and let me know as soon as the position becomes available. Um, you know, I just, I'm looking for something more indoors cause I'm not an outdoors guy, but at the same time, if my job came up to me and was like, Hey, you know, we want to put you at full time, you know, this, this and that and be like, Hey, yeah, I need it because I need all the money I can get. So um, thank you guys for listening yet again. Um, sorry for rambling, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, uh, next episode I'll probably record maybe on Sunday again. I think waiting a few days at a time, uh, just kind of let things develop and stories come out. Um, uh, kind of will definitely uh, help out. Uh, but I want to shoot for Sunday. Uh, I definitely have to check my schedule because I have an exciting guest that I want definitely want to bring on the show. Uh, one of my good friends from high school, um, who's making a name for himself, uh, making rap music, taking over the Texas scene, um, in my eyes at least, uh, taking over the Texas scene. Um, going to have my good friend Torres Jackson, uh, best better known as his rap name, on air. I'm um, going to try to get him on the show ASAP because I want him to talk about his music. I want to go down memory lane because he was a dude for me. He was a dude that I was super close with, you know, at the tail end of high school. Um, but, you know, but life happens. He moved away. I stayed here, got married and becoming, you know, whipped and settled down. And he's still living his best life. So um, definitely want to talk to him. Right. <laughs> I can't believe I said I live in his best life. That's the phrase I hate. And I said it, Jesus Christ. So anyway, um, talk to y'all later. Love you guys. Good night.